Welcome to Ulcerative Colitis, Autoimmune Healing Journey. I am so glad you're here because we are healing together. We are healing our IBD. Today's episode is number nine, MRI Enterography and IBD Diagnosis. I just want to let everyone know I am well aware of my voice issues. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I've been having a lot of problems with the back of my throat, and I am finally seeing an ENT on Monday. So hopefully I have some answers. So I apologize if my voice has not been up to par. I'm trying the best I can. I'm doing everything I can to make it sound good for podcasting, but um, a lot is not working. So I'm just going to be honest with you. Just a couple of free resources I would like to point out before I start this episode. The first thing is please sign up for my newsletter, which you will see the link to my IBD page on my website in the show notes. So just click on that and read through the page. It's a letter to you. And I have some resources there, but I also have a free newsletter that I'm starting eventually. So you can sign up at the bottom of the page. All I need is an email and a name and that's it. And I don't spam or scam or do anything like that. And I'm trying to think of what would be best for all of you. So definitely DM me, email me at freespiritpodcast at gmail.com. I'm glad my dog is just walking around. That's cool. Okay, he's done. (laughs) So yeah, so if you can just let me know what you want, but I'm thinking something that would be kind of cool would be putting video up and it's only for you guys. I can do a password protected page on my website, give you a link. You can see me and I can talk about a topic that's only accessible to you if you are on the newsletter. I thought that would be kind of fun. I don't know. I'm trying to get myself more comfortable with video. I'm very comfortable with podcasting. It was so funny. I did a belief coding session with one of my metaphysical friends and she told me the opposite. She said she is so comfortable with video, but she cannot stand podcasting. I thought that was interesting, but I am getting more open to it. And the other free resource I want to point you to is I'm a big metaphysical person. I'm a non-religious spiritual person. I am all about the energy healing and the love and the meditations and the whole thing. I mean, I just finished a spiritual workshop right now. I On Sunday, I was uh, with my spiritual teacher, so <laughs> get the point. I'm very into it. And it really has helped in healing my IBD, my ulcerative colitis. And I want to make sure I give that resource to you. So if anyone is interested, uh, definitely check out my podcast, my other podcast called Two Inches Off the Ground. I will put the link in the show notes. It is available everywhere. And I'm really, see, it's so egoic to say I'm proud of it, but I'm really happy with how I'm reaching people through healing, not only with this podcast, but also with that podcast. So Two Inches Off the Ground, I think, really helps dig into the emotional trauma of what we go through. And also it helps you to be on a higher vibration. So if anyone's interested in that, Two Inches Off the Ground, available everywhere. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Two Inches Off the Ground. All right, so let's move on. I'm excited about today's episode because this MRI with enterography, with contrast that I got was an absolute 
fucking shit show, no pun intended. This might be, besides the colon spasms, of course, and, you know, lying in bed dying, um, (laughs) this might be the absolute worst part of being diagnosed with UC. I can handle, or I handled the colonoscopy. I wasn't happy about it. I wasn't happy, you know, I wasn't happy about vomiting up the Miralax and the whole nine, but this was the worst part. And I want to take you through it because if anyone else has to do an MRI with enterography, with contrast, I want you to be prepared. I don't want you to be scared. I don't want anyone to be upset, especially if you're not in a flare, because when I did this, I was in my flare. So I was at my worst. So that made it 10 times worse. If you're okay, or you're in a small flare, please know it's not going to be as bad as I had it. So on October 20th, 2021, I did a test that I will never repeat again, (laughs) unless uh, it is life or death. Again, as I said, a colonoscopy, even with all the prep, was actually better than this. So an MRI is a magnetic resonance imaging test during which the radiologist or technician stuffs you into a small cylinder tube and snaps pictures of your colon. That's the enterography part. And this particular test that I did to be diagnosed lasted an hour. They told me it was going to last an hour and a half. My original thought was, holy shit, because I have only heard of MRIs lasting 15 to 20 minutes and not even 10 to 15 minutes. And when I was told this long of a time, I just, I couldn't believe it. So if that was the worst part, you suck it up. That's at this point, you know, I had to get the complete diagnosis. So it wasn't that bad in that sense. The prep wasn't that bad in that sense, right? Because I'd gone through so much at this point that I was like, okay, another hour of my life. I guess that's how it's going to be. So you have to fast and abstain from food or drink for four hours prior to the MRI, which again, not a big deal for me. 45 minutes before the test, I had to drink three bottles of barium, which wasn't bad because they've now changed the taste of the barium. So it's not chalky and it tastes like lime. I didn't love it. By the time I got to the third bottle, it was not pleasant, but I just, again, this is one of the things you just have to do it. I dressed in comfortable pants and a warm sweater because the nurse on the phone was smart enough to tell me to wear warm, comfortable clothes for the test because the room is frigid and she was absolutely right. I removed my socks and my shoes and I stuffed them along with my purse and my coat into a locker. And then this guy came out who was nice. And I don't know to this day if he was a nurse or a doctor, but he was the one who eventually gave me the contrast and he supplied these fluffy hospital socks that, you know, we all love. And the contrast is a, I don't know if I can pronounce this word, gadolinium based dye that is injected into your arm intravenously. The contrast medium enhances the image quality and allows the radiologist more accuracy and confidence in their diagnosis. And that definition comes from nvrod.com. So this guy pricked me with a needle before entering the room. And this needle is what he used to hook up the minuscule 
tube, it looks like an IV, to inject the contrast intravenously during the procedure. Okay, here's the part that just absolutely sucked balls with all the liquid in your stomach, right? Because remember, I drank those three bottles of barium. The radiologist had me lie on the table that leads to the MRI tube, so the MRI table, and roll my entire body around in a 360 degree motion or completely roll my body. Now, this is a difficult motion. If you try to do it, and I remember trying to do it once in a yoga class, and I was like, wow, this is kind of difficult. And I had to keep rolling about 10 times so the barium liquid would spread throughout my bowels. And at that point in my healing process, I was hardly exercising. I had to gather all my strength. It was uncomfortable and strenuous, and I did not enjoy the swishing liquid in my stomach and intestines. I said to the radiologist, how can an elderly person who can barely move do this? He responded, we make it happen which to me is not a response, but okay. Then I lie face down as he pushed the button and the table and inserted me into the MRI tube. My arms extended upward like Superman because the nurse doctor had to have the access to inject me with the contrast. Imagine lying there for an hour, lying flat on your stomach and your arms extended outward. Oh, and you can't, you can't move a muscle. The radiologist needs absolute stillness when snapping the photos. He handed me a button to stop at any time. He also gave me headphones so I could hear him and the music. He left the room and disappeared into another room, which resembled a radio booth. And it was funny because he was really young looking, so he looked like a little DJ. <laughs> he turned on the speaker and asked me my music choice. I requested, what What would I request, right? Being me, a peaceful yoga meditative music. Wrong, terrible choice. As the test commenced and, you know, the loving, harmonious vibes filled the tube, I was not prepared for what came next. Apparently, this must have been my first MRI because I didn't know anything about this. Every time he set up to take an image and then snap the photo, a machine gun-like darting noise blared, <laughs> followed by grating honking, and then a deafening flatline sound. So in my book, I talk about, and I have a book by the same name as a podcast you can purchase on my website, Ulcerative Colitis Autoimmune Healing Journey, which is actually great because then you have the PDF of all the information that I give you, and you can go back at any time. Okay, what was I saying? I was just promoting my book, so now I have to go back. Oh, so in my book, I give you a link to the sounds on YouTube. It is crude, horrifying, loud. It's like it's like water torture. I wish I had requested hip-hop music or something more upbeat. I suffered through an hour of the noises, lying flat on my stomach, my arms outstretched, and not able to move a muscle for most of the time. I remained calm, though. You know, I was thinking, I've been through worse. As the end of this MRI neared, and the nurse doctor arrived to administer the contrast. And here's what you all need to really listen to. And this is why I would never repeat this again unless it's a life or death situation. Within a minute of the contrast pumping through my vein, 
I had the urge to defecate all over myself. So I pressed the button they gave me. The radiologist said, are you okay? And I said, no, I'm about to go to the bathroom all over myself. And he replied, can you wait a few more minutes and we'll be done? I was silent. I didn't know what to say. I was just trying to calm down and focus on not taking a shit all over the MRI table. Luckily, the feeling subsided a little. So I agreed. And I have a feeling he knew that just wait a second and it'll pass for her. So luckily, (laughs) I calmed down. The feeling subsided, but not a lot. And he basically lied because I estimated it was around 15 minutes later when the test finally ended. So I want you guys to know that. So if it's an hour test, 45 minutes into it, they're going to give you this contrast and it may make you want to take a shit all over yourself. I want you to know that, you know, that's very important. So when you walk into the test, you need to tell them, I have ulcerative colitis I think I have IBD. If you don't know, if you're not diagnosed yet, right? I have stomach issues. I've heard that when you put in the contrast, it makes you want to go to the bathroom all over yourself, if you want to say it politely. Just tell them that and see what they say. So they're prepared. You're prepared. I never thought that the contrast would cause bowel urgency. And if I had to repeat this test, I would definitely, you know, talk to them beforehand and prepare for a quick exit know where the bathroom is. That's what we have to do as people with IBD. We have to know where the bathroom is. And I made that mistake and I knew better. And the bathroom was far away. It was real. I would have never made it. I would totally shit in my pants. I would have never made it. So, you know, just learn from my experience. Uh, the, the feeling did subside. I do want to say that it completely subsided. I would say it took a couple minutes to subside the nurse doctor who put the contrast in me said, okay, yeah, that can happen sometimes. Are you okay now? And I was like, I'm okay. I wasn't happy about it. But after the test, I went back to normal. So it didn't, it didn't have any prolonged effects on me. Sometimes you hear about the contrast having prolonged effects. I didn't feel any, but I was also, uh, you know, pretty fucked up at that point. So <laughs> if there were any, maybe I didn't notice. I don't know. My goal is not to scare anyone. It really, truly isn't. If you need to get the MRI with enterography, with contrast for a full diagnosis, then that's what you need because that's what your gastroenterologist may fully need. They may need the colonoscopy and this MRI to give you a full diagnosis for them. And that's what my gastroenterologist needed. So I went ahead and I did it, but I don't understand. And I haven't been asked by the way to do it, but I'm not going to repeat this once a year. What's the point? You know, they already know I have ulcerative colitis. What's, why do we need to do it unless something new comes up? You also have to check with your insurance carrier. Without insurance, it is an insane amount of money. I looked up how much it was without insurance, thousands upon thousands of dollars. With insurance, it was still a lot of money. I think by that point, I had met my deductible, so it wasn't that much money. It wasn't that bad. But I want to say, even with meeting that deductible, I'm going to say I put out around, I'm going to guess and say $400. So I just want people to know that now we have better insurance, so it won't be this bad this time around, but I'm not getting that test again. So 
<laughs> that is my mission to feel better. Now, I think you have three scenarios here, right? One I just told you is your gastroenterologist needs that full diagnosis. So you need to get it once. You have to suck it up once. You've listened to this episode. So now you know what to expect. So it's not so scary and you'll be fine. Trust me. It's an hour of your life. You'll be fine. You've endured worse. So that's scenario one. Scenario two is they want you to get it again and you don't see a reason to. I would talk to your gastroenterologist about it and say, why? I've already been diagnosed. I need a good reason for this to happen again. And I would definitely question that. And then there's scenario three, which is my scenario of I'm not getting it again unless something crucial happens to where I have to get it again. So you have those three scenarios, you have those options. And you have choice, you know, you are your best advocate. So definitely question things. Don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid to say this or that. Don't be afraid to say I'm about to shit on myself. If that is going to happen, then you have to let people know. I'm sure it's happened before. I mean, come on, you have these people coming in who are elderly, who are doing this test. And if they have IBD, that doesn't happen. Of course it happens. Of course they've seen that happen. So don't be humiliated. Don't be embarrassed. And if you have to get the test done, you just get the test done. And let me tell you something, you will be fine. So other than that, I think the next episodes, we're going to start delving into uh, diet and exercise and the emotional trauma, because I really want to talk about the emotional trauma, because I truly believe that is what caused my UC flare. And I'm going to go into that in depth. I'm going to talk about the childhood abuse that led to my flare. And it's going to be, you know, really intense in a good way in a good way. So I'm ready to do that episode. Until next time, remember that in this household, if you have a perfect poo, you know, one of those poos that perfect color, shape of the bowel, slide out of your body, you you are so proud of that poo. In this house, it's called a green heart day. So I wish you all green heart days.